Yo, what's up everybody? So, I wouldn't normally do this, but towards the beginning of the episode that you're about to hear, I was having an, at the time, active Twitter debate with a member of a band. And I named the band on the podcast. In the interim, he and I talked and actually had an incredibly uh, constructive discussion about the issue at hand. And I realized as I was editing this that uh, it probably isn't the best look to name the band, considering that everything that uh, that ha- was happening at the time between him and myself was crushed. And actually, I've deleted my Twitter since then because it's filled with a bunch of mentally ill weirdos um, that uh, caused me to have to really examine my life as a 30-year-old man and ask, why am I on Twitter.com? So, in the spirit of the... Uh, understanding that myself and this individual came to. I'm bleeping out the name of the band. Um, That said, anybody else who uh, still has a problem with anything that I said and that we addressed at the beginning of this episode, um, you know, my statement remains. You can still suck my dick from the back. You can still eat my farts for dinner. Beyond that, enjoy the episode and uh, be safe out there. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple show. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent bands that people submit to us. We typically get through between uh, five and seven bands each show. We give our honest reactions on the music that we hear. Everything is submitted by either people who listen to the show or members of the bands. We roll uh, roll some dice and uh, yeah, get through a handful of bands. We got 10 bands in the queue every week. That's really all there is to it. We like punk and hardcore, so we uh, talk about it, occasionally lambast it. And um, that's uh, other other than the other than our long preambles, that's really the only thing that the show is about. So yeah. on that note, let's get into our long preamble this week. Um, if you're oh, uh, but is something happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a few things a few things are happening um, okay. in the world right now. Um, so if you uh, if you have any working senses whatsoever, you're probably aware of uh, some extensive political and civil unrest right now. Um, you know, understandably so. Um, Wait, what's going yeah. on? I've been well, out here in the woods working by myself all week. Um, I'm. What's going on? Um, well, you know, there's a little bit of civil unrest concerning the uh, wanton widespread murder of uh, black people by the police. Um, that's, uh, that's erupted into some pretty serious demonstrations and protests. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but, uh, but the police in America don't have, um, a great history of, uh, race or class relations. 
Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. This is also new. This is very new news to me as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, right. so uh, on that tip, I'm, I am, I am admittedly in kind of a, I'm not in the best mood today. Um, no, I'm not either. I've been trying to keep it positive, um, but uh, I haven't. No, I, I certainly haven't. And, uh, and getting repeatedly tear gassed over the course of the last two days is, is obviously not helpful. Um, you know, shit sucks. And then, uh, we, uh, I think we finally made it as a podcast. I mentioned to you before we started recording. Um, but this is, this is really the thing that to me is a, is a signifier that you're really out there and doing the Lord's work and, and reaching a lot of voices or a lot of ears is because we finally had pull quotes from the podcast, um, shortened down to like 15 second clips and taken out of context to use Mm -hmm. against against us um, oh and so we've we've got enemies now <laughs> we we now have enemies and, and okay. do you do you know guess which what band one of them was in um i mean i want to say right off the bat uh-huh. you know the obvious go-to is something like next right no, 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 no. It's the, the, this is, this is a different, a different sector of the pop of the, of the punk and hardcore population. Well, it's obviously a band that we shit on. Yes. That it was, is, it, um, legitimately DIY or legitimately underground then. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, who was it? So it's, it's the group of people that you could expect to be the most incensed by us, uh, stating that broadly speaking, uh, criminals are largely very annoying people. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Um, so it is the uh, the beatdown. It comes from the more the the beatdown end of the spectrum. Um, <laughs> oh right. Okay. Okay. Right. So the so so are we going to get a beatdown from the beatdowns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may be if they can afford plane tickets to get out this way. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it was a, a member of the band who I think we went pretty hard on. Oh yeah, we did go pretty hard on because uh, they had really stupid fucking lyrics, right? And uh, and shitty music. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super B tier beat down music. Um, and then on top of that, it, it it was it was just funny the way in which it was addressed because he threw in there to like let me know. Oh, by the way, this isn't because I'm uh, this is not because I'm mad that you talk shit about my band. Like that's cool, um, but specifically was using uh the fact that we had a conversation on here as i said about the fact that criminals are largely very annoying people who could uh stand to re reassess their 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 daily activities in a way that is more beneficial for their own prosperity um right so so being mad at that it encompasses one of two positions that you could occupy one you've lived a privileged enough life that you've not had to be around people who are uh sort of constantly engaged in criminal activity and get to see how annoying and fucking well, disruptive that is we could just say shitty right sure 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 right you 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 don't have to live amongst shitty people that uh are opportunistic and um basically will uh victimize you if given the chance sure or you are indeed a shitty person that's partaking in that behavior. Right. You are a shitty opportunistic victimizer. Right. Exactly. So, so take into account, I mean, I guess the first thing to address here is like the level of stupidity that it takes to, on one hand, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the best way to articulate this. I guess the level of stupidity it takes to not realize that you can both hate institutions of state, right? 
and be an advocate for oppressed people who find themselves in positions where, because actually that's even a thing that I said in the episode. I said, obviously there are people who find themselves in positions where crime becomes a way of life because there's no other way out, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but that personal accountability also is a, is a factor in there. And you're again, talking to a person who recently lost a job because of committing a crime at the job. Right. Um, there's, there's also the context of understanding that we do essentially a comedy podcast where we talk shit on punk and hardcore and that, um, at least half of what we say on here is said, um, at least partially in jest, but nothing I say is, (laughs) (laughs) but then it also, it's just it's so deeply fucking stupid because it's like, for example, I, uh, I've been an avowed leftist politically, economically, basically since I had a conception of politics. Right. Um, I come from working class stock and, uh, let me tell you, working class people, some of the most, uh, painfully, violently stupid and annoying people that you will ever come across. Right. Yes. Um, Yes. I, I have stated, and I don't know if I stated it on this show, Um, but I know that, you know, that I've stated this publicly before the bane of existence is poor, stupid people (laughs) because (laughs) there's so fucking many of them and they are so belligerently fucking stupid and that's not entirely their fucking fault. Right. right. It is a system that has failed generationally. Right. Right. But rednecks around the world, I don't care what fucking color your skin is. Rednecks around the world, that redneck mentality is the fucking worst. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yep. Like proudly, belligerently stupid masses. Right? For, for sure. And as, as you just acknowledged, right, there's systemic issues that have instilled a, at this point, multi-generational near inescapable vortex of stupidity and is perpetuated co- constantly by lack of access to equal education resources and whatnot. Like, again, I've said this, we did talk about this on the podcast. And like I've said before, you can point your fingers at a million different um, and government socially state engineered reasons that these things take hold. But the fact remains that at the end of the day, the sum total of that is that many working class redneck type people are a fucking pain to be around. And I know this because that's the fucking stock that I come from. Yeah. Um, It's a stock that I come from too. The fucking hillbillies of Pennsylvania. Right. On the same token, uh, I still advocate for working class people. Right. Yeah. Uh, Um, so I don't know, man. I, I don't think it, it doesn't acquire a whole lot more addressing than that. I, I will say the point that they brought up. So the reason that I'm getting dragged is that uh, I basically made a statement because, uh, as I was saying to you before the podcast started, anytime that like massive social unrest and discourse about like police um, and how they interact with the public and policing as a principle comes up, there's always you have like the the essentially the the punk side of the spectrum and like black people and people of color in general just saying yeah cops are fucking terrible all cops are terrible uh we've known this we've been telling you this for a long time and nobody's listened which i essentially agree with but then the link no i will interrupt you here okay and i will say that the punk perspective quote unquote Mm -hmm. is largely a fashion sentiment sure Right, you're not living the, the the punks are not living the fucking reality of getting your fucking neck broke by some pig who's sure. kneeling on it uh, and just doesn't feel like getting off of it, right? 
Yeah. The punks aren't suffering anything. At the end of the day, the punk the punks can stop being punks. It's the same bullshit as like the fucking blue lives matter bullshit. There's no there's no fucking such thing as a blue life because you can quit your fucking job. Right. Right? Simple yeah. as that. You don't right. like it, fucking quit. Black people can't stop being black. Black people seem to not be able to stop getting killed by fucking pigs. Right. Right? So yeah, so I, I will I will stop you there and correct you that I don't think the punk perspective is justified. I think that that comes from very much a position of um, fashion and like uh, I guess um, uh, what what the cool sentiment to have. Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's posturing largely. Right. Sure. It is posturing. Um. But but that said, any time that that sentiment is sort of catapulted into the forefront of public discourse again you get people on the other side firing back with well not all cops right and i think the argument there is from especially from a person who is like not ever had to deal with police or is just not aware of these issues on an intimate level or hasn't made it their mission to research this stuff and understand how pervasive these issues are and have been and how endemic they are to the very system and the concept of policing in the west um it's easy to see a statement like that and be like, but, but I know cops that are nice people, right? So, which is, a, I guess, if you're not educated on the issues is like a fair, that's a fair point to make, right? If you don't know, if you really don't know, if you're really speaking from a position of ignorance and not playing devil's advocate, that's a fair enough question to ask. So, mm -hmm. so I made a, a point about that. Uh, I just like posted it on Twitter and Facebook was just like, you know, the, the abridged, succinct version of what I said was essentially like, equating cops to like enemy combatants on a battlefield in the sense that like people on the opposing sides of a war are like individual people with a very a varied degree of personal ideologies with personal lives different temperaments and dispositions right but when they put on the uniform and they're pointing a barrel at you they become the enemy and history is filled with people who are otherwise good and well-intentioned doing the wrong thing in fact right. like that's how horrific fucking tragedies take place is largely by people being convinced to do the wrong thing even though in every other circumstance you might think of them as a solid dude now well and also people being convinced of their rightness sure of course and and right and i'm not saying that applies to all police by any stretch of the imagination because the problem with policing too is that it automatically attracts people who want to tell other people how to live uh, who have massive authority issues and want to inflict their uh, their particular specific brand of meat-headed small dick mentality onto everybody they meet, right? Like policing as a principle attracts sociopathic fucking meatheads. But what I was trying to say is... Well, it does... It, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. There are plenty of people, obviously, right, that maybe get into policing because they have good intentions. But the problem is at the end of the day, doesn't matter how good a person you are. Uh, there's no such thing as a good cop. There might be a good person who happens to be a cop, but there's no such thing as a good cop because the principle of policing in the West itself is inherently bad. The entire system needs rebuilt from the ground up. The concept doesn't work. Sure. Sure. I, I mean, I would say that the idea of policing in the East ain't no better. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> you know, right. but yeah, I mean, because of the foundation upon which it's laid. Right. Right. I mean, we don't need to get into a fucking history of racial and economic equality in, in this country. Yeah. Um, frankly, I'm not qualified to even begin to do that. Right. Sure. But when you look at what's happening now, of course, you can take it all the way back to slavery. Of right. course, you fucking can. Right. 
I mean, you have a percentage of the population that is gener- that is generationally impoverished and lacking access to adequate resource. Right. And so the fucking the starting point is not the same for anybody. And that's why I said like I don't like being around fucking criminals. Right. Um because they suck. <laughs> right. But I can I can empathize with them a bit more than I can, you know, like for instance a well-off person that's a shitty person, right? For sure. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I I certainly don't want to be around a well-off person that's a genuinely shitty person because this person had all the fucking opportunity in the world and look how they fucking turned out, right? Right. So, you know, it's it's a nuanced thing, but waterheads, particularly waterheads and Americans in general, don't like to deal with nuance, right? It's a low intellect thing that you don't want to think about nuance. Right. And uh, if that bothers somebody that I just called you low intellect, if that's where you feel I'm talking, then fine, fuck you. You are low intellect then if you don't want to think about nuance, right? Right, for sure. If you don't want to think about the gradient of life, right? Yeah, yep. So yeah, I got a cop friend. I've known him since before he was a cop, right? Yep. I've known him for more than 20, I've known him for more than 20 years now. Right. And, uh, there were things that he does that I don't agree with. And he and I butt heads once in a while, but that's the fucking nuance of life. Right. Right. Exactly. Yep. That's the fucking nuance of life. I know plenty of fucking criminals back home too. Shit. The first time I went home to see, uh, some individuals, uh, not too long ago, and I'm not going to tell you which individual I told you off air. Right. The very first thing I was doing was fucking helping them deliver fucking marijuana and buying guns. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Cause they didn't have a fucking car and couldn't drive. And I was like, well, fuck dude, come on, man. This is a rental. Right. Right. Yeah. So like, yo, life is fucking nuanced. Right. Yep. And if you can't get that, then you're a fucking waterhead. You're a low intellect waterhead. Yes. Yeah, don't be better than that. Don't be a low intellect waterhead. Right. Nah, for sure, man. I mean, right? it, it, so, so fellas, in I'm hoping, is that, that's the name of the band, right? Yeah. 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 That's a band. Yep. I'm hoping you guys aren't low intellect waterheads. And if you are, I beseech you to do better for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. I, I, and if, and if, and if that gets your fucking diarrhea in, in, in a bunch, you know, fuck you. Who's your shit, right? I don't listen to shitty beatdown music, so I don't give a fuck if you don't listen to me. Right, for sure. Um, I think I think the most uh, so because because somebody took your your four second pull quote um, about like yo, I was talking to my friend who's a cop the other day, and like totally removed the context of it and and sent it to me as if it was me saying it, and I was like, well, this isn't even my voice, but like you know, go off whatever. and then kind of tried to press me more on the issue and was just like, I just sent him like the letter K because I'm not going to fucking like, yeah. obviously uh, I'm not going to fucking discourse with people on Twitter.com about this shit, right? Um, no. And dude was just like, well, you're usually so opinionated. And I'm just like, yeah, man, but like that would truly make me as bad as the retards I claim to hate. Um, yeah. If it, I it explain would make it, myself it, it, to you. On right, Twitter, right. You know what I it's mean? Lo, it's low intellect waterhead shit, right? Right, exactly. That's, that's what it fucking is. Right. Now, I will say, you know, I have not been in town to, uh, I'm about an hour away. I've not been in town to fucking participate in any of the protests. And part of me really wants to be there in, in a lot of different ways. But then part of me wants to be there in ways for reasons that you shouldn't be there. And Right. So I've been kind of staying away to process and think about, you know, what is happening and what might happen and how I would react to it, you know? Yeah, sure. Because my blood is a fucking boiling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
despite the fact that I joke about shit and, and we joke about shit and we're going to talk about some stupid fucking shitty bands and, and, and none of it fucking matters, you know, that, that doesn't distract from the fact that shit does fucking matter. Right. And, uh, my blood is fucking boiling. Um, you know, policing in this country that the protect, the protect and serve thing was a fucking PR stunt pulled by the LA police. Right. Right. Yep. We're not under any constitutional decree or, 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 or impetus to serve and protect people. They're there to enforce the will of government and to protect property and capital. Right. Right. Yep. Um, that's what they're there to do. Um, and unfortunately much of that system that they are protecting is inherently fucked up. Yeah. Right. So, you know, my blood gets to fucking boil. And I told you before we started recording, I saw the, the, the footage of those folks sitting on their porch in Minneapolis recording, you know, cops coming down the street, of course, dressed like they're fucking getting ready to walk into Fallujah because, you know, nobody thought it might be a bad idea to just give police departments fucking military grade equipment for the past two decades. Right. Uh, but that's a whole nother discussion if you want to have that. Right. Yep. And uh, they're telling people to get in their house because they're disobeying the curfew. These people are on their own fucking porch on their own fiber property. And the cops just said, stop, like, you know, cops stopped and said, literally said, light them up and started firing fucking, you know, less than lethal uh, projectiles at them. I don't know what they were, whether they were fucking pepper rounds or rubber bullets or whatever, but they just started firing on them. Yeah. Right. Yep. That shit sets your blood to fucking boiling. And I'm just wondering when somebody's going to fucking return fire. Yep. I thought about what I would do if I were in that situation and watching the video, I thought those motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Yep. But then I think, do I really want to be a martyr today? Right. Right. Yep. So I don't know what I would fucking do. Yeah. And watching the protests in town, you know, there's no reason to respond to action against police, like a peaceful action against police brutality. I mean, the irony of that is, What's the solution for most police? More brutality, right? right. Yeah. Right? And it's not the case in every city. Paying attention to the news, Flint, Michigan, sheriff fucking disarmed and walked with fucking protesters, right? Yeah. Uh, same thing in Camden, New Jersey, right? Yep. Um, I'm now I'm not saying that makes the sheriff a good guy, uh, you know, a, a good guy. That's that's a good cop. I'm just saying that that seems to be a more human person than uh, some motherfucker I saw that was literally dancing like the fucking weight screen on fucking uh, Fortnite. Couldn't just couldn't wait to get going right. to fuck up protesters. Uh, I think it was like out in Seattle or something like that. His yeah. last name was Ewan, right? Some people figured out who he was, you know. So just looking at the videos there, there's obviously a gradient of response, right? Yeah. There's obviously a gradient of personality. And again, waterheads don't like to think about nuance. Sure. The reason that I guess I didn't go was because a good part of me wanted to get into the shit. Yeah. And because at that point... The message is lost. The purpose is lost, right? If you're showing up for sport, if you're playing cat and mouse with the police and you're showing up for sport, mm -hmm. the message is fucking lost right. and you're defeating yourself. Sure. Because if you just want to play cat and mouse and bump heads with the police and fucking scatter, you're going to fucking lose. And over time, you're going to not only lose the fucking battle, but you're going to lose credibility and you're going to lose the fucking war. Yeah, I mean, I think that the discussion about the efficacy of, a, of tactics is a, is a long and nuanced one with a lot of positions to take. Um, on one hand, like, I very much understand people being upset about 
rioting and looting and whatnot. On the other, I think it's a pretty understandable response to uh, a cup that is overflowing with rage sure. and in, in indignation sure. now. In ter- I, you know, I said as much on the internet too, in terms of uh, long-term efficacy of that tactic. I don't know. I can't speak to it. You know what I mean? Um, maybe it, uh, maybe it coalesces into something more organized. Um, obviously there's plenty of historical precedent for, um, violence working against the state in an effective way. Um, as it stands right now, you know, not an effective political tactic maybe, but definitely a, uh, a reasonable response considering. And I think to, to establish the precedent, uh, we're not going to let police kill innocent people with that, with impunity. Um, we'll just burn the fucking city down is at the very least sending a message. But yeah, yeah. I, I largely agree with you in the sense that if you're just showing up to protests with the intent of uh, wanting to beat some cop ass, especially as white dudes, uh, it's not a good position for us to be no. in be- because no. largely it's going to be black people that are in the crosshairs. Exactly. Um, That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I saw a video of some fucking idiot smashing in. Uh, Jimmy John's windows with a skateboard, right? Yep. Some 120 pounds soaking wet fucking, you know, tatted up fucking skater kid, white yeah. kid, right? Yeah, I was there. Um, perfect example of a person that I want nothing to fucking do with, right? right. Yeah. Perfect example. I don't give a shit about Jimmy John's. They make good sandwiches. I make better sandwiches. Fuck Jimmy John's. But that motherfucker's starting a fight that isn't his. Right. Yep, exactly. That motherfucker's starting a fight that isn't his because at the end of the day, he can walk away and just go be white. Right. right. Yep. But the people, the, the, the people that are that, that ostensibly this is for mm-hmm. cannot. Yep, for sure. And I and guess, man, dude, I, I seen pictures of fucking dreaded up, you know, fucking, you know, rocking the fucking black white people all over the place. Fucking fuck the cops. They, if they finally get to live their fucking dream. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yo, you need to take a back seat. Straight up. Yeah. I was going to say, man, if you're, if you're going to demonstrations right now, the thing that you need to do is listen to black organizers and find exactly. out what they, what they want from you, uh, and be of assistance and use in that way. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Um, because riding is perfectly fucking, it's the, it's a logical response, right? There's so much fucking pent up raging people, right? right? There's so much fucking pent up raging people, right? Yep. Um, that, that of, of all, of all colors, right? Of all, of all stripes, sure. right? I mean, there's so much of it. It's it, it's almost like it it it's it's like we could not possibly be in a more uniquely fucking chaotic moment right now. We're halfway through an election year. We have what is easily the most incompetent and nakedly kleptocratic fucking syndicate I've ever seen acting as our ostensible leadership in this country. Yeah. Um, there's a pandemic that has kept everybody fucking stressed out because somehow the richest nation on earth can't get its fucking shit together to do anything about it. And uh, culturally, we just seem to have gotten bored with even thinking about it. Yeah. Um, that has kept people cooped up. It's Everything's right fucking there. Everything's right fucking there. Yeah. Right. So rioting, you know, and especially when no one's fucking listening to you, right? So what? I, I can't wait. Tamir Alexander was the kid in Cle- in Cleveland that got fucking shot right away. The cop wasn't even fucking. The car hadn't even fucking parked. Oh, Tam- Tamir Rice. Tamir Rice, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, fuck Eric Gardner, right? Mm-hmm. Philando Castile, uh, Brianna Taylor, just a couple weeks ago in Mem- yep. on Memorial Day, killed in her own fucking home on a no knock raid, right? Yep. 
You can't even fucking name them all. So it's not just about George Floyd, right? George Floyd is a martyr. George Floyd is, 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 is the latest face in a long fucking list of this shit. And every time it fucking happens and people get pissed off, the anger subsides for a good portion of the fucking country as we get distracted on something else and no one fucking listens to the people that are saying anything. Yep. And no one fucking helps the people that need help. Right? Yep. So white people, you need to take a fucking back seat and you need to listen to your black masters as they tell you how to proceed from here on out. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Agreed. Um, I guess on that note, we can we can pivot into talking about music. I'll just wrap it up by saying, uh, you know, if you uh, if you expected this podcast to simp for cops or uh, or if you took something that we said out of context because you've had the privilege of not being around enough shitty criminals to understand uh, why people don't want to go to prison besides giving up their freedom. Uh, hint, it's because you have to be around a bunch of other shitty criminals and live in a shitty, shitty social environment. Yeah. Um, if you can't understand the nuance of that, especially coming from two people who are working class and uh, who have had our fair share of involvement with criminal activity over the years, uh, fuck you, suck my dick from the back. I uh, got nothing to prove to you. That's the most explanation you're going to get out of me. Um, if you're going out to demonstrations and uh, living that life, good for you. I don't think infighting on Twitter.com helps anybody. Nope. Um, but, uh, you can suck all the farts right out of my ass. Uh, it's not going to derail the political convictions that I've had literally since I was 14 years old and that I have been acting upon in whatever way I know how, since I was 14 years old, um, suck me all the way till Sunday. Yo, and, and, and I would say too, if you are going out into the protests, right. Yeah. Um, and you are, think about why you're there for sure. Right. Think yep. about why you're there. If it's becoming sport to you. Yeah. You're probably not there for the right reason. Indeed. Right. Yep. Maybe you should find a different way to uh, focus your anger. And if this is got your fucking ire up, right, mm -hmm. then use it and do something with it. For Don't sure. let this fucking settle once people decide to start showing up and stop showing up in the streets. Yeah. Use it. Do something with it. If you're really that fucking passionate about it, do something with it. Organize and be effective. Right. If yeah. you care that much about it, then you should be attacking the system, the underlying system that sets it up, that sets people up to fail, that sets this perpetual cycle of, you know, generational poverty and victimization, right? Yep. And uh, if you're not going to do that, and the best you can do is show up at a fucking protest and then throw some fucking bombs on Twitter, fuck you. Yeah, for sure, man. And that can come in even little, little ways, man. Sure, Adju for sure. Adjusting your lifestyle. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, little shit. Everything that you do can be a, a way to live more conscientiously and to not blatantly buy in to the systems that are quite literally designed to oppress people and to sedate people. You don't have to go buy the new Nikes, right? You don't, right. you don't, you don't have to buy new technology every time. Buy shit used when you can. Live a more conscientious right. life, even if this just affects you in the sense that you try to be more conscientious in your day to day life and not be another participant in in, in these institutions uh, in whatever way that you that you can that you can manage that's reasonable within your lifestyle. Even that's doing something, man. Um, yeah. I try my best to live as conscientious a life as I can. Um, I encourage everybody to do the same. And if you are in a position where you don't feel like for whatever reason, whether it's health reasons, mental or physical, or you don't think you're in a good emotional headspace to be in demonstrations, whatever the reason is, right? There are all sorts of organizations you can give money to. Um, 
the Minneapolis Freedom Fund, what I think is pretty well funded now, but if you go to their website, they have a list of other websites where you can, uh, there are like links to other websites and organizations that, that need funded. Um, there are protests going on in, in most major or even mid-sized U.S. cities at this point now. There are probably going to be some bail funds for protesters that need funded there. Um, even if you don't have money to do it, there's ways you, ways you can raise it. I don't really have any disposable income right now, so I'm making all the band camp sell, sales for one of my records. Um, pay what you want this week, and then I'm taking all of the money at the end of the week and donating it to... I was I was going to do, donate it to Minneapolis Freedom Fund, but like I said, I think they're pretty well funded, so I, I now might throw it into something a bit more local. But there are a million different things that you can do to help out, even if you're not out there in the streets. Um and I would encourage anybody to to pursue the to pursue that and to reiterate what Nate said. Don't don't let this uh, when this kind of blows over, if it does. Um, don't let it that will, be. It the always end. does. Sure, in some capacity, right? I mean, no matter what happens, it won't be the it won't be this heated forever. Um, right. Whatever the end outcome is, right? But don't let that be the stopping point. You know what I mean? Like, make at least some small attempt to adjust your lifestyle in such a way that. Uh, you know, you're doing a little bit something more than you were before. Right. Or take some big fucking steps and dedicate your life to fucking doing something about it. Right. Sure. Sure. Right. This, yep. You know, what the fuck? I just get, I, I just get the feeling when, when, when I'm, cause you know, I am fucking endlessly looking at the internet when I'm not fucking working and following everything. I just get the feeling that like so many people are just out there fucking, you know, I don't know, fronting on fucking fronting on the internet again. Yep. Right. No. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, it's, and stop your fucking virtue selfie posting at the fucking protest for the. Yeah, for the no love one gives a God. shit. No one gives a shit that you're fucking there. No yeah. one gives a shit. Right. Yeah. No one gives a fucking shit. Yeah, it's a bad look. It's it's just dumb. So stop being a fucking waterhead. Um, use your fucking anger towards something effective. Right. Let this carry you forward into something effective, and follow your black masters. Yep. Indeed. White people, follow your your black masters. Indeed. So uh, on that note, I guess let's talk about music. All let's, right. Let's talk about the, the, the most trivial thing. I guess we, we can be, we're like Robin Williams in Good Morning Vietnam. We're boosting morale out here. That's our- well, we are, so, so we are. And I, I was thinking about this today because my job tends to be meditative, especially when I'm by myself, right? Right. Um, and this is, I mean, punk rock is ultimately inconsequential, right? Sure. I don't care what kind of fucking music you're playing, you know, if it's, you know, shitty beat down or primo fucking rock and roll based hardcore. Right. Yeah. Um, it's all inconsequential. Right. Right. Um, but it serves the same purpose as a morale boost. It serves the same. It's church. It serves the same purpose as ritual. Right. Right. It, it's it, it can be inspiring and it can serve the purpose of ritual. And so at its best, yeah, it's, maybe it's not inconsequential. All, all, all art should, you know, be considered to be consequential in that it has the potential to inspire. Right. Um, that doesn't mean it's necessarily good. So what kind of shitty bands do we have this week? <laughs> so uh, I'm, I, I got some return bands in here that we didn't get around to in the queue the last few weeks so that maybe we could, uh, the dice would favor them this evening and we would get around to them. So first up, I've got the dub project with the takeover. This is a band that was sent in by Logan Owens. They are based in Colorado Springs. And as I said the last time we had them on the show, by all appearances, uh, it looks to be something that there's almost no chance that we will enjoy. Logan may very well know that. This may come from him genuinely enjoying it and just seeing what we think about it. 
um, to maybe being a troll. Logan has uh, occasionally really good taste, but definitely likes some very questionable shit. So this might be something have he you, genuinely likes. Have you mentioned this person before? Just when we talked about the dub, pro, pro, okay. uh, the dub project. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then next up, we have Tombas with Dolor. This is a submission from our friend TJ, who's called into the show before, and he sent some rad stuff into us before he sent in like Uzi and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that this is another this is another international band. They're, I believe, South American again, perhaps Colombian. Um, if we land on them, I'll check TJ's email and see where they're from. Um, then we have got Old Coffins, which is another return. Uh, with their Transparence EP. They are self-described occult noise rock from Wichita, Kansas. They self-submitted. Then we have got Snubbed with Set Me Free. This is a New York band that was sent in by Joey from Porcupine. I think they are just sort of a a hardcore punk band with emphasis on the punk stuff. Okay. Then we have got Section No Fun with uh, Self-Titled. This is a band from Germany. I can't remember who sent this in. It was in the email. Um, I'll have to double check and see who sent this in. Um, Then we have got Youth Care with their post-confessions demo. Um, So this is a band that self-categorized themselves as sort of post-hardcore mathy screamo stuff. So I think we, as I I think I said this uh, when the last time we had the queue, not something that we typically go for, but we could be pleasantly surprised. Right. Uh, it was submitted by a member of the band. Then we have Stall Child with their self-titled release from Columbus, Ohio. This is a band on Delayed Gratification Records. They have sent some stuff into the podcast before. Um, Delayed Gratification has. Um, the the owner of the the label, Vlad, um, has uh, yeah sent in, I, I want to say, two or three bands to the podcast before. Then we have got Witch Ward with Sacrificial Monolith. This is a band on Caligari Records. Caligari Records puts out a lot of uh, sort of weirdo underground death metal stuff and uh, things adjacent to that world. This was sent in, I mm-hmm. think, just by a fan of the band. Caligari's been around doing cool things for a while now. Then we have got Total Meltdown with their self-titled release. This is a band from Brooklyn, New York. They sent in a, a big, long email sort of explaining what they're about. So if we get around to it, I will... Uh, I'll delve into that a little bit, but they are okay. They are uh, self-described as New York hardcore. Okay. And then last up, we have got Class Action with their demo. This is uh, a band that had members of like Chain Rank, Quarantine, some other bands, um, and they are uh, yeah, just I think they're kind of like a Boston area supergroup. I've not heard this demo, but it just went up recently. So. Oh, I like those other bands. I do indeed. So on that note, let's uh, roll the dice, see what's up first. Okay. Seven. Okay. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Seven is Stallchild. The band camp is Stallchild, S-T-A-L-C-H-I-L-D-O-H.bandcamp.com. Um, as I said, from Columbus, Ohio, on Delayed Gratification Records. This is a five-song cassette EP. And it just came out on May 29th, so it's pretty much brand new. Um, I guess we can just jump in on track one. If that, oh nope, they actually they have a different track uh, queued up. They have the song "Longing," which is the third track on here queued up to play automatically. So okay. let's listen to "Longing" by Stallchild off of their self-titled cassette EP. <laughs> Thank you. 
We just heard the song Longing by Stallchild off of their self-titled EP out on Delayed Gratification Records. Nate, what'd you think? Um, this kind of reminded me, I mean, yes, this is definitely melodic hardcore, right? Um, so aptly described. Um, this reminded me of some stuff that maybe I would have been listening to in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Right. This reminded me of a band called Kill Your Idols. I think they were from like Tennessee or some shit like that. Um I used to like that band, saw them live a few times. It sort of falls in the same vein as like uh, a band like, um, of course, I just forgot um, the name of the band, so who cares? But it was another melodic hardcore band um, that I was going to name drop. Um, uh, Kill, Kill Your Idols, just to interject, Kill Your Idols is from uh, Long Island. Okay, whatever. Um, they whatever. Were, For some reason, I thought they were from Tennessee. Nah, Kill um, Your Idols is, is a Long Island, New York band. Okay, so anyway, I was way off there, but uh, it kind of reminded me of that. Uh, with the gruff vocal delivery, um, good driving pace to the song. This isn't really a style of hardcore I visit very much anymore, um, but um, pretty good. I mean, I'm not turning it off if it comes on, that's for sure, but I'm also not maybe paying a terrible amount of attention. This is a band that if I saw them live, probably watch half their set, right? unless something really grabbed me like at some point. But if every song in the set was basically like that, I'd maybe watch three or four, like, okay, I got it. And then I just go chill. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I kind of feel the same way about this. I mean, it's for what it is, it's incredibly well executed. I really can't, I don't have any great complaints about it, but as I've said about other stuff in this uh, lane that's come up on the show before, it's certainly not a sound that I seek out at this point. If, um, if I were coming up, if I were 17 or 18 and I heard this band and they were a contemporary band, I'm sure I would have latched onto it because the bands that I heard that were doing a similar style around that time, turn of the century, uh, were bands that actually sort of ushered me into getting in, getting more involved with the hardcore scene at large nationally and sort of uh, developing an understanding about the fact that there was a national hardcore scene, right. you know, just what was happening locally. So, yep. Um, so yeah, I think if I had heard this at a time, a specific time in my life, I would like this a lot and I would probably have fond memories associated with it. And therefore it would be something that I'd revisit hearing it now as a 30 year old man, probably not something that I'm going to revisit, but I think music like this when it's well done has the potential to be uh, a really solid gateway into, into broader, uh, into the broader spectrum of hardcore for young people. So in that way, I think it serves a, a, a pretty, a laudable purpose, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. This would be the band. This would be like the touring band, right? This would be mm-hmm. the touring band that you'd be like, oh, dope. That was pretty fucking good. I'm going to check out the rest, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think I know why I thought uh, Kill Your Idols. I haven't listened to Kill Your Idols in probably fucking 18, 20 years. Right. Um, why I thought they were from Tennessee. <laughs> okay. Cause, because some because some who listen to this are, are, are probably going to go, how the fuck did Nate think that Kill Your Idols was from Tennessee? I remember seeing them live maybe around like 98, 99. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, seeing the, uh, this ain't no fucking shade on the fucking singer, but he's a, uh, he's a, he's a heavy set man. Okay. Yeah, sure. And thinking that he was just a big fat redneck at the show. <laughs> Like before they went on stage. Yeah. And then even while they were playing. And so I, for whatever reason, like 20 years removed from that, my brain still makes that connection that that's what I was thinking. And that's why <laughs> I thought they were from like, you know, somewhere out of Tennessee or somewhere, you know, like out of, I don't know, Missouri or some shit like that. Um, so that's pretty funny. I guess, uh, you know, jokes on me, I guess I'm, you know, it's one of those things that like, I never really, really pay attention to like, where a band is from generally speaking too much sure. and that this is i guess the most egregious example of that um in a long time but yeah this, i just thought he looked like a big fat redneck at the show so your your mem- sort of your internal dialogue about a person and their history um it, this isn't the first time that it's affected how you actually like a, like a sort of I guess something that you made up in your head has manifested as then later a genuine belief because no it hasn't didn't didn't you actually think Chuck Sirock was from Australia at one point yes and yeah. I and I made that up right exactly <laughs> right. right yeah right local businessman who owns Sweetwater Music um, large fucking music equipment instrument whatever dealer mm-hmm. I think what's like the largest privately owned fucking music you know, supplier in the country or some shit like yeah, that. I believe so. Yeah. 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 Um, our old drummer and Jeff who, who ran a recording studio, he worked at Sweetwater and I don't know why, but I started making fun of, you know, we started making fun of, I'm pretty sure I'm the one that started it, you know, Chuck Shearock from Australia, mate, you know, and like a shitty Australian accent. Yeah. And then years later, I actually thought he was from Australia. Yeah. Yep, you sure did. <laughs> because it, it it was it had been such a long running jab. So there you go. There's a, a real life. I think that's a, an actual manifestation of that. Twenty years ago, twenty plus years ago, I thought the singer from Kill Your Idols looked like a fat redneck from Tennessee, and um, my brain told me twenty years later that that's what he was. <laughs> well, you also got to think about how much how much misinformation probably spreads in the world because of precisely that phenomenon. Yeah. Where you just hear or make up a thing in your head that feels correct and you've right. sort of internalized it to such a, de- a great degree that you later repeat it. And then somebody yeah. else who trusts you is just like, oh yeah, okay, cool. I guess yeah, that's, I, I guess that's true. I fucking heard that Jay Styles was in Vietnam. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, whatever shit happens. Um, Hopefully, uh, hopefully now people will start to think that K your idols was from Tennessee. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> well, hopefully somebody can remove that pool quote from like they did for the for the last little bit where they use where they're trying to get us on the gotcha moment. Maybe they can use that for the kill your idols is from, from Tennessee, and we'll have a whole generation of hardcore kids um, thinking in innocuous but erroneous fact about kill your idols. 
Right. Or stir up some shit between us and Kill Your Idols. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They're for still sure. active, I think. Um, but like, yo, these guys said you were a fat redneck. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hell of a twist. Yeah. Um, then we got we got people coming at us from all sides. We got the beatdown crew. We got the right. we got the dad punk crew. Now we have right. legendary Long Island uh, hardcore band Kill Your Idols coming at us. We're right, really inviting the ire of all groups. Yeah. Um, soon we will become the 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 cops of the hardcore podcast world, hated by all. Yes, we will because we've always got our fucking boots on your neck. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. So, so of those three groups, which one should we be more most worried about? Um, I would say I would say the beatdown dudes, just because like the dad. I mean, the 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 dad rockers are not gonna they're not gonna risk their livelihood and the happiness of their family. Right. Um, kill your idols. Those are just old dudes who are, I I would assume who are just trying to rock, have a good life. They probably fall into the dad category at this point, right? Right. They're probably at least adjacent to that. Whereas yeah. the young beatdown dudes, they're uh, young, dumb, full of cum, and they got everything to prove. Humorless, humorless waterheads. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. A bad, a bad combination. Stupid and humorless is a bad combination yeah. for sure. Yes, it sure, it sure as hell is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I would say of all of them, probably those ones. Um, okay. But if we wait around long enough, they'll just uh, they'll either drop out um, or they'll get locked up for doing something dumb. Or, or they'll uh, just become fat dads that don't give a shit anymore. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's largely what I've seen happen. Most of the most of the young sort of like uh, hard like gang hardcore dudes that I came up with who right. you know had right. beef with me for whatever reason. Now they just like hang out and fish and are like generally nice people now. So I, like, <laughs> I, I love I love the idea of being in a gang that is predicated upon a style of music. <laughs> It's like some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shit. It, it's it's like West Side Story. Yes, you know it I mean? is. It, it's it's like the fucking it's like fucking warriors, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. It's 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 you got deep. like the baseball furies, and then you got like right, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes, exactly. It's deeply fucking stupid. Yeah. Um. But you know what? What can what can you do? What can you say? It's uh, it's a style of music that uh, sucks. It, <laughs> well, I mean, hardcore in general is a style of music that invites lunkheads into into our midst, and uh, sure. we just sort of have to to live with them. It's like it's it's the price we pay for having uh, for getting to have a space in which we get to sort of act like maniacs in a more or less unregulated way, in an unchecked way, and right. do you know walk on each other's heads and stuff understandably you're going to get some uh some very stupid um meatheads that wander yeah. into the room and decide that this is for them and then they buy some basketball shorts and all of a sudden they've got a hardcore mosh dance crew um, <laughs> yeah they're gonna they're gonna serve you at the fucking show <laughs> yeah for sure they might stab you because um you wore different letters on your jacket than they wanted you to right because you um, didn't want to pay to be their friend <laughs> 
right. You know, they, you know, to bring, to bring it, there's a little callback. To bring it full circle. If you ever needed, if you ever needed any more evidence of the fact that uh, that shit that that it is shitty to be around people who are criminally minded for no good reason, there you go. The the phenomenon of the hardcore dance mosh crew that evolves into some sort of actual genuine criminal enterprise is a perfect example. And how annoying those shows are to be at. Yo fucking be be happy if you've never gone through a period in your area and your regional scene where you've had to deal with that because it's one of the most profoundly annoying things you will ever experience well generally speaking um when someone is fronting a musical taste as a lifestyle choice Uh um stay away (laughs) Yeah, yeah for sure for sure um, so, uh, I guess to bring it back around to stall child real quick, before we go get onto the next thing, that was a very solid e- effort at what it is. Again, not something that I seek out, not something that I would probably revisit, but a really good entry point for people who are interested in the genre. It's accessible while not being completely toothless. Um, you know, yeah, value yeah effort, I mean, it, you know? it, it definitely, it, it, that, that's the kind of melodic hardcore I want to hear, right? Generally mm-hmm. speaking is something with, with some bite to it. For sure. Yep. So right. nothing bad to say about stall child. Um, do, you're doing your thing and I'm happy you're doing it. Now Let's, fuck off. Now no, fuck off. <laughs> What's next? Four. Okay. Four is snubbed from New York. The Bandcamp is snubbed.bandcamp.com. The release is set me free. It came out on March 21st of this year. It is a four piece that is tagged with, uh, you know, chain punk, hardcore, hardcore punk. It, uh, the artwork looks to set it squarely in, in the sort of hardcore punk realm. Yeah, um, I'm not w- sure where I stand with it. I kind of like the minimalist adi- like like design of it with just the, this snake icon curled around a baseball bat. Yeah. But it feels a little schizophrenic with the different fonts. It just doesn't feel, um, at least the artwork anyway, doesn't feel like it's really got a coherent vision. Yeah, I feel that too. It is it is a little bit disjointed. Aesthetically, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's maybe listen to the first two songs on this because the first song is only 26 seconds long. Yeah, um, and the second song has a good name. Piss Wind. Piss Wind, yes. Yeah, yeah Piss Wind is a good song name. And they do have power violence in the, in the tags now that I'm looking at it again too. Um, so uh, maybe this is... Uh, Maybe this is indeed like some I don't know. Seeing chain punk and power violence in the same uh, in the same list is kind of weird, but I guess I don't know. Maybe that means it's just sort of uh, power violence informed hardcore punk. Uh, let's listen to the first two songs. So we're gonna hear Subliminal oh, Justice. No, hold Wait, on. What? I see yet another fucking identifier at the bottom. A made up thing. Okay. Snake punk. Oh, a snake punk. Okay. Fucking knock it off, man. I can barely stomach chain punk. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Just knock it the fuck off. Yeah, we don't need any more fake subgenres. Right. We're good. We're we're tapped out on that. Right. So let's listen to Subliminal Justice and Piss Wind by Snubbed off of their EP Set Me Free. <laughs> Yeah. 
we just heard the songs Subliminal Justice and Piss Wind by Snubbed off of their EP Set Me Free. Oh boy, it's hard to fuck that up. I like that. Yeah, it was great. That would be a fun band to be in. Yeah, it would. Um, it uh, Honestly, the chain punk and power violence monikers sort of work. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there was that little blast at the end of Subliminal Justice, but I think more like sort of the simplified dirgy riff of the second song. Mm-hmm. Um, the tone on like the bass. Right. Um, definitely gave it a bit of a fucking West Coast power violence feel to me. Yep. Um, the vocal delivery was fucking spot on. Uh, that's fucking, you know, your ass is on fire howling, right? Yep. Um, uh, yeah, that was that was done right and delivered well. Um a shame that there's only uh i don't know what six minutes six and a half minutes of it for sure but uh you know brevity is the name of the game with this kind of stuff um yeah. six songs is uh six songs in six minutes is a solid first effort you're giving me enough that i can get a feel for whether or not the band is genuinely good or if it's just a fluke um, well this isn't their first effort though well i uh, yeah i'm sorry maybe not their not their first effort they uh they had a demo in 2018 right. And they had a self-titled in July 2019. I don't know oh, what, how long it is. Okay, I didn't even um, see that. So, oh yeah, they've got like an 11, 11 song self-titled that I'll check out from July. Uh, no, I don't know if there's any physical format to it, any of them. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, at this point now, you should be able to, like, like I want to hear a solid seven inch, right? Yeah. Right? Six Six minutes isn't even one side of a fucking seven inch. Well, it depends. It can it can be. I would say. Well, I would say one minute can be one side of a fucking seven inch. I I would say a reasonable. I th- I think six to seven minutes is a reasonable. Well, there's like singles. a maximum. There's like a maximum amount of data that you can fit on one side. Right, right? and before six you minutes start, is on the better end of that, but fill up a fucking seven inch. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I got no problem with six minutes, honestly. Though you give me three minutes aside, I'm not mad at you. No. Um. But, uh, but yeah, that was really good. Um, it was, again, I was curious to see how the chain punk and, uh, power violence tags would mesh up if they would mesh up at all. But for all the reasons that you already pointed out, I think it worked just fine. I think that it was actually pretty apt. Um, definitely tonally some, some West coast power violence influence in there in a, in a way that was subtle enough to still differentiate it from being Mm -hmm. squarely part of the genre, but was, um, overt enough to hear the influence. Like, I think even if I hadn't seen the tag on the bottom of the page, I still probably would have said, Oh, that bass tone reminds me of West coast power violence stuff or like pacing of that sort of, um, that, that kind of polka mosh part, you know? Yeah, I mean, the obvious fucking, the obvious modern comparison is gag. Right. Right? Sure. That's because everyone wants to sound like fucking gag, right? Every, everybody wished that they were in gag, right? They wished that right. that was their fucking band. Yes. Right? For sure. Um, so the obvious com- modern comparison is gag, but, uh, you know, there's definitely, you know, in just in, in the plotting tone of it and stuff, some RJC in it. Yeah, Definitely. Um, all in all, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty effective amalgam of some various influences that I think works really well was, as you pointed out, delivered incredibly well. The production on this was also good, um, hit hard. It was loud. It was, uh, 
you know, not cer- certainly didn't feel overly produced by any stretch of the imagination, but there was a good degree of clarity to the recording. I liked, yeah. uh, I liked pretty much everything about it. And for once yeah. we had something, th- something that sounds good on this, uh, show that was not mixed or mastered by Willie Killy. No, but the self-titled was, Oh, was it really? I believe so. Um, no, it wasn't that. Oh yeah, it was mastered by Will Killingsworth at dead area. Okay. So Wilk Chamberlain strikes again, uh, at least on the self-title, but not on this one. Yeah, this one was you know, Sasha Stroud at Artifact Studio in NYC. Okay. Uh, Artifact yeah. Audio, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So on that note, I, I got nothing else to say about Snubbed other than, like I said, it was really solid. I like it, and I will probably check out uh, not only the rest of that release, but just check out the rest of the releases in general. Yeah, I, I'd love to see him. If I saw this band live, I'd snap that shit up right away. Most definitely. So uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Alrighty. Six. Okay, let's see. That's nine, eight, seven. Six is Witch Ward with Sacrificial Monolith. You can find this. They might have their own band camp. The one that was sent to me is the Calgary Records band camp. CalgaryRecords.bandcamp.com. This is a five-song tape. Um, limited to 150 copies, just came out on May 1st. The description is simply Metal Punk from Texas, which I think um, I think there's a lot of stuff that could be sort of squarely cast- classified as Metal Punk coming from the Southwest in general right now, Texas. Included. Right, I'm going to say Metal Punk from Texas is like its own genre now, it seems. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I mean, it kind of has been from jump, right? I mean, right. D- DRI and all of the shit that was coming out of the Southwest in general and... Um, yeah, there's there's been a, a long list of bands doing shit like this for many, many years. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that Power Trip uh, helped usher in a, a new wave of this stuff for sure. So uh, I guess let's just uh, start at the beginning. There's, uh, okay. there's about a three-minute long song that opens up the tape, uh, tape and it is entitled, Sacrifi- entitled Sacrificial Monolith. So we're going to hear Sacrificial Monolith by Witch Ward off of the tape of the same name.
All right, we just heard the song Sacrificial Monolith off of a release of the same name by the band Witch Ward. Nate, what'd you think of that? Um, that kind of reminded me if um, Integrity were from the frozen boreal wastelands of Norway instead of the frozen shitty city of Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I could see that for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, definitely it was fucking metal punk. Yeah. I liked it. Um, it had a lot of different hard, you know, there was obviously some hardcore punk in there, some metallic hardcore punk right? Um, in there. The integrity thing, especially once the guitars really kicked in in the intro part yeah, before it took off for sure, the dive bombs and all that. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, it had elements of fucking black metal in it that I like too. And it, and, and the best of both worlds, it was brief. Yep. For sure. Right. I could have probably done with more actual body to the song and a little less atmospheric intro. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, it sounded pretty good too. It actually, it, it sounded almost a little too clear for me. Um, hmm. I was kind of hoping for like a little more filth in it. I didn't have that problem. I joined, I, I enjoyed the production. The, the I production mean, the production was good. I'm just saying that like, I, I was I I was anticipating just based on like you know the um low budget sort of presentation of it maybe a little more low budget recording sound that's a little a little raw noisier recording yeah for sure I feel that's fair enough um I think the uh the integrity comparison is definitely appropriate here um just in the sort of the integrity has a very specific style of like ring out type breakdown that they do Mm. um that as far as i'm aware they more or less pioneered i mean i'm sure there are examples of it before them but they have a distinct style and uh some aspects of that intro and then the sort of breakdowny part that they play at the end of this song definitely felt like systems overload era integrity yep um and then the black metal influence in there i think maybe made this feel a bit akin to something like gehenna yeah. Uh, upon the Grave yeah. Hill era Gehenna or something. Um, but I would say it's maybe more overtly metal than either of those bands. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, still not a world away from it. Uh, I, I think based on the aesthetic that they're going for and the fact that they're on Caligari, maybe maybe they would resent that comparison. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, but for what it's worth, it's a positive comparison in my book because I fucking love Integrity and Gehenna and injecting that formula with a little bit more overt death metal influence uh, and black metal influence is uh, a pretty winning formula in my book. I like this a lot. Yeah, I thought this sounded really good. Um, I like I like the fucking album art. I like the grainy, high contrast, basically Xerox looking uh, quality to the uh, the artwork for the tape. Yeah. Um, I like the imagery in general, right? Mm-hmm. It's what I hope eternity looks like after I die. Just a vast <laughs> fucking astral spectral plane with monoliths that I can concentrate my energies on to fucking wreak havoc on the living. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good wish. That, that'd right? be a solid afterlife. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, the aesthetic about this is is it, it ties in with the music well. Um, I mean, the fact that it's on Caligari... Uh, you know, it led me to believe before ever hearing it, this would probably be um, at least of some degree of quality. Even if it wasn't something that resonated with me, I expected at the very least there would be some quality control involved. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But there's this, a little. There's definitely, you know what you're getting into with certain labels, right? For sure. Um, but this also happens to fall squarely in uh, in a sort of a sub a subgenre of metallic 
hardcore metal whatever uh that i really enjoy so yeah this was this was good yeah i would i would really like to see this band live agreed yes um so we're you know as as many seasoned listeners of the show know um the more we like something more often than not the less we have to say about it i don't really have much else to say about this yeah other than it's what dope. we already I'm said it's probably good. gonna pick up one of those fucking tapes um just because it's dope it, it looks good and uh i'll probably buy it um yeah. we'll see here's something i want to point out um i looked it up I, okay, so this is totally separate from Sacrificial Monolith and Witch Ward, Caligari Records, anything. Mm-hmm. This is totally separate from anything that's on this fucking show. Okay. But, uh, except for some shit that we talked about like last October. All right. Okay. Maybe September. The band Prime, right? Yeah, With yeah. With an American I, hardcore demo. Yeah, I think that we're... Uh, so I actually... It's funny that before you say anything else, the fact that you brought, you're bringing this up, I was actually going to hit you about uh maybe doing like a song for them like a song premiere for them coming up here soon i actually just did oh, yeah. uh, i just did a write up for uh for their new uh their new ep that just came out but uh so just weird weird uh uh synchronicity there but go on okay so i um listener you if if you're aware of prime go to their bandcamp right mm-hmm. primehc502.bandcamp.com check them out looks like yeah. some nice guys and uh gals uh just chilling um go to their band camp look at their tape american hardcore demo mm-hmm. look at their logo and then i want you to go to primeinc.com which is a trucking company and look at their logo and that's exactly where they lifted their fucking logo from i saw a truck for this company driving down the highway the other day and i was like holy shit that's the fucking artwork from the front from from that prime band I'm looking it up right now. Uh, I I am friends with Nari- with Naraya from Prime. I if if as soon as this page loads because my my computer is being slow. If well, I see bit- it, oh man, it does look a lot. It does it's exactly look- the same. I just, is it the I same? Just, it's the same. <laughs> that's where they fucking lifted it from. So good for you guys. Yeah, that's fucking sick. I'm gonna hit Naraya about that and ask him. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> because that was one of the things that stood out about that demo was like how shitty the fucking logo was and how shitty the artwork was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, it, it, you know, it was the low effort that went into it made it fucking good. Right, yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally just fucking copy and paste from fucking, from this trucking company. Yeah, that's fucking sick. I'm definitely going to hit Naraya about that. Um, I will say too, uh, the new Prime EP that's about to come out is... Uh, genuinely really good really really good stuff i liked it a a fucking lot it's like it's it's like equal parts bib and early mad ball it's it's really it but it doesn't feel all over the place it it feels it's almost like early ceremony or outbreak in the sense that it's like squarely unmistakably hardcore right um with an undercurrent of sort of like more traditional punk edge, but it's still like very danceable. It, it's just really fucking good. I was uh, genuinely incredibly impressed by it. Right. On. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I guess we can move on. Witch Ward, Sacrificial Monolith, great tape. If you got uh, extra seven bucks to spare, pick one up from Caligari Records. Um, very good stuff. Got nothing bad to say. Okay. 
Also, can I ask you how you? Oh, oh, you. So you said you saw a Prime Inc. truck the other day. Yeah, I drove past okay. one on the highway and I saw it and I was like, "Holy shit, that's the fucking logo!" Like it <laughs> yeah. just. It, I don't know why, but I immediately recognized it as such. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, um, yeah, let's roll the dice. All right, we're only on the third band and we're an hour in. Yeah, well, we had we had a, like a, a thirty minute preamble. Yeah, we had to fucking set the record straight. Yeah. That we love cops. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> two. Okay. Um, two is Tumbas or Tumbas. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Um, I'm not sure if there's a band camp. I know that this is on the Symphony of Destruction YouTube channel. That was the link that I received to it. Um, okay. Uh, I also want to say, speaking of us, uh, of us loving cops, um, so I, I just I sort of checked Twitter in the in the interim while that song was playing and yeah. uh, and saw that somebody that I've known for, you know, fucking 15, 16 years sort of just caped up for me and responded to that initial tweet where they were just like, yeah, you ain't about that life, bitch. And was just like, yo, I've known Gray since he was 14. And I, you know, I don't know a whole lot of people who hate cops more than, him, <laughs> um, you know, and who've been who have who have been about that life and been uh, going to demonstrations, you know, the, this entire time. Um but uh, homeboy said, "Well, yeah, but I, I I didn't say in real life. I said he said it on the podcast. So I just want to make that differentiation now that they're not they're not mad about what we really believe, may or may not really believe. They're only mad about what we joked about on the podcast, which is criminals well, here's, being annoying. Here's, here, 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 this is no joke, right here. I uh-huh. love cops. I'm so glad that we live in a country where cops are protecting us. I genuinely, as a white man, feel safe from criminals because there are cops, and so does Gray Gordon. <laughs> Oh yeah, baby! I love that you threw he my name. He has told in me. Greg Greg Gordon has told me privately how much he loves cops. The other day, he waved at one like a small child, and I saw a, a. I swear, I saw tears forming in the corners of his eyes, and he turned to me beaming. He turned to me beaming, and he said, "You know, his life matters too." You know what? I can confirm all of that is one hundred percent verifiably true right so, now. I just want to make sure that if you're going to selectively edit, here's the soundbite for you. <laughs> Demo Listen loves cops. <laughs> Confirmed, true, end of discussion. Um, okay, so let's hope this next band uh, rides for the boys in blue because I'm fired up to support our fucking officers on the front line right now. You know what? Fuck it. Let's not even let's not even front like we hate cops anymore. Uh, you know what? This next track, whether or not they ride for the boys in blue, this track's going out to the boys in blue, right? <laughs> Yeah, there we go, keep, baby. Keep, keep fucking swinging because you're fighting the good fight. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So we got Tumbas with their release, Dolor. Um, this is just a YouTube video, so I I guess we'll just have to press play on it. And then um, whenever there's a gap that feels like the end of a song, or maybe this is a whole song because it's only two minutes and 51 seconds. Yeah, I um, think it's the whole song. Okay, Where's this yeah. band from? Um, let me double check here. I think TJ actually told me in my email. So give me, give me one second here to, uh, to look this up. My computer is being deeply slow. Um, okay. So same vocalist as Uzi. So they're also from Bogota, Colombia. Okay. Um, so we are going, and yeah, I think this is just one song off of that. So we are going to listen to the song Dolor by the band Tumbas from Bogota, Colombia. 
Oh shit! I heard him going. Did you hear that? <laughs> That's they must have. We must have summoned them forth. <laughs> Fuck! I heard the fucking hogs of pride riding down the street. Holy shit! <laughs> I don't get that kind of fucking excitement out here. I don't get the fucking men on their hogs riding down the street out here. <laughs> yeah, we summoned them up with our Blue Lives Matter speech. Fuck, yeah. I hope those fucking pudding cups are going on downtown. Yeah, me too, to check those protests. Those fucking dudes always have the fucking pudding cup, right? Been yeah, sucking on do. a pudding cup. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All, All right, right, let's go. All right, we're going to listen to the Dolor by the band Toon Bus from Bogota, Colombia. <laughs> We just heard the song Dolor by Tumbas off of their LP of the same name, which uh, if you're hearing this, just recently came out on Symphony of Destruction Records. Nate, what'd you think? Uh, that was the best thing I heard tonight. Agreed. Uh, to this point, that was fucking awesome. I, I yeah. really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, everything. I mean, it was, it sounded youthful and energetic and at the same time really fucking depressed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? 
Yep. Uh, it, it, that, that was fucking, yeah, I love that. I, I fucking love that. The, the, the chorus, the guitar, you know, it's a lot of bands are doing that right now. It's, it's a good fucking thing to do. It, it works for me anyway. Yep. Um, there was, there was like a forlorn, the, 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 the name of the song Delore is apt because there was definitely like, sort of, like I said, like a, uh, a youthful sort of forlorn sort of energy to the entire song, um, that I really liked. It was like uh, it was like the sun setting on a fucking riot. Indeed, yeah, it was it was simultaneously energetic um, while still feeling it. It was uh, I guess it was depressive without being lethargic. You know? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And it just, man, I don't know. It, it was just. Uh, it just. It spoke to me. Perhaps it's because of the, the the mindset that we're in in general right now. We already addressed the fact that uh, both of us are sort of boiling over with rage right now. And and uh, and that rage also is uh, laced with a, a healthy dose of just genuine sadness and despair about the state of uh, yeah. humanity. So yeah. perhaps this just uh, perfectly encapsulated that sonically because it, it does. It, and it really resonated with me, too. Yeah, it resonated with me. And it it it. it, it it just brought to my mind, like, I don't know, me beaming with pride as I see the cops protecting us all. <laughs> right? Yes, yes, exactly. That's precisely from, what I was going to say. From Antifa mm-hmm. and from uh, beat down thugs in the streets. <laughs> yes, exactly what I was going to say. That's just what I was getting at. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm definitely going to buy this. This, is, this, was, this was the best thing we heard tonight. For sure. I agree entirely. This was just really good. Uh, you know, if you're looking for uh, sonic sonic points of comparison, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely on the post-punk end of, yep. of, of the punk spectrum, um, yep. but it is definitely doing, it, it's, it falls in sort of this, uh, it, it's not uniquely modern because there are bands that have done it before. I mean, it's going all the way back to Blitz and a lot of the French sort of Mm -hmm. boy and street punk bands that flirted with post-punk um there's certainly a precedent for this stuff but there's a new wave of it that has its uh its sort of own unique sonic identity that's doing this thing where you can tell it's people coming from hardcore and punk that are playing post-punk and it just adds like a little bit of an edge to it that is really really appealing to me yeah i mean it it reminded me of stuff that's coming out of like like Europe and like the Mediterranean Mediterranean area, like Chain Cult or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. This this is a favorite thing I've heard tonight. Yep, agreed. This is this is really really good stuff. When I got uh, when I got money to spend on on LPs again, this is definitely something that I want to pick up. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, as soon as I saw that uh, anybody from Uzi was involved, I expected it to be good. But this definitely took a decidedly uh, different direction than Uzi does, and uh, I ended up liking it. Even more than I liked Uzi, so yeah, I agree. I'm glad that I'm glad that this was completely separate sounding from Uzi. Yep, same. So well, uh, at least that song. I'm gonna have to listen to the rest of it. Yeah, true. Fair enough. Right. Um. So uh, let's roll the dice and uh, see what's up next. Seven again. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Actually, I don't think we we don't even have seven left. We we're, we're down to a six uh, d six now. Oh, we're down to the, then it's a six. Okay. Class Action. This is another one that is on YouTube. Um, it is on the Damage United YouTube channel. It is a demo that uh, just came out May 16th, recorded in Boston 2019, 
only played a couple of shows before breaking up. Okay, so that kind of that kind of defeats the purpose of the show, just in the sense yeah. that we usually like it to be active bands. Um, I, I'm kind of feeling like we veto this one. It looks like it's going to be so good, though. I know, but you know what? Listen to it on your own. It's a dead end. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the point of the show is definitely to highlight I mean, new, newish, yeah. if not new bands, at least new releases by bands. Right, and, um, and also like you know, hopefully bands that are still fucking active and are are, are putting shit out. Nah, for sure. I mean, I as much as I want to hear this uh, on the show and expose it to people, I I do want to sort of uh, I want to operate within the the in the the expressed mission statement of the show. Um, yeah. So I will just say this. The class action demo artwork is good. It's got members of Quarantine, Chain Rank, Lude Boys. Uh, it's a Boston band with all it's of those members. It's almost certainly good. It's almost certainly fucking good. Right. It's um, five songs in nine minutes and one second. Right. Um, so it's 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 not that gimmicky short. You know, it, they're all going to average a good length for a hardcore song. Right, for sure. So I will just say... I'll encourage anybody sight unseen or unheard in this and sound unheard in this instance. Um, go check out the class action demo. Cause it's probably really good, but we'll roll make, again. Make, yeah. And make the link, make the link available. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'll definitely put it in the, in the, uh, it, yeah. For, for the record, but by, by the way, some, sometimes people ask me like for links to the bands and shit, you just got to look in the podcast description, the episode description. I put yeah. links to all the bands that are featured and even the bands that, aren't featured like that we don't actually listen to i still put the names of every band that we had in the queue so yeah. if you're ever looking for links and shit just hit the hit the pull, details button literally just pull your head out of your ass <laughs> yeah for sure um so okay so let's roll the dice again and, and and see what else we get we'll just do we'll do one more this episode because we're already when i drop songs in we're already going to be well over an hour and a half so okay two Two is Old Coffins. The Bandcamp is oldcoffins.bandcamp.com. The release is Transparents, as in like transparents, like people who have children. Um, this is an EP. <clears throat> um, it is six songs that I cannot see a link to buy physicals of, so I'll assume it is digitally only, digital only, at least for now. Um, Old Coffin self-released as Abrasive Audio, so maybe that's like their 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 own label. Uh, debut EP, so this is their first EP. Okay. Uh, work on our first LP is already being conjured, titled Magic Action, and is tentatively planned for a Halloween release date. So, yo, these are some fools who got their ducks in a row. They know what they're doing, um, yeah. at least in terms of uh, you know having stated goals that they're trying to uh, adhere to. Um, this came out really recently, March 8th. So just a couple months ago, month and a, two, two and a half months ago now, I guess. Yeah. Let's uh, just start with the, uh, the opening track on here. Astronaut Big Bite is the name of it. So we're going to hear okay. Astronaut Big Bite by Old Coffins off of their Transparency EP. Um, planet Earth about to be recycled. Some more, fight my lips, despite my tongue. 
So that was the song Astronaut Big Bite by Old Coffins off of their Transparence EP. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still ga- I'm still kind of gathering my thoughts. Nate, you want to kick this off? I'm gathering my thoughts too, so I'm just going to let them form as I speak them, which is always a good idea. <laughs> it's always a great idea. Um, frankly, I was a little disappointed in this because I like, I really like the Transparence photo, the artwork. Um it's it, it it's like kids wearing actually creepy Halloween masks from like the right. early eighties or seventies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I like the fucking artwork for the, like the, the logo up there in the corner with, uh, just the women in white dancing with doves between them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I wanted this to actually be noise and occult. Yeah. Same. You know what same. I mean? Like I yeah. wanted this to be fucking harsh and I wanted it to be like, like, occult like serious fucking like occult exploitation shit right yeah for all sure. uh fucking electric wizard right right um instead it was kind of gimmicky and punny like as soon as i saw the names the ti- the titles like insta pentagram mm-hmm. uh, um you know kind midwife crisis like punny names okay that's fine but i was like all right here we go musically like like so so my own my own prejudices based on the artwork um you know i was let down because i like i said i really wanted genuine fucking like abrasiveness and occult right um and instead what we got was subpar fucking rock and roll with uh, what was that effect that was over back you know like a flanger effect? Yeah, I was going to say, it was like a flange, like real slow or something. Yeah, or like a phaser that was yeah, it just sounded yeah. like the wind blowing the entire time. Yeah, and it, I mean, it wasn't, 
I guess that's noise, but that was just kind of irritating on the song. You know, right. I, yeah, I, you sure. know what I mean? Like the, the, that, that wasn't noise, right? Yeah. Like that. And that, and just doing that, I don't think makes it just noise rock either. Right. For sure. Right. I mean, just visit the <coughs> amphetamine reptile catalog, right? Yeah. Listen to fucking unsane, right? Sure. Like that's noisy and it's fucking rock. It's noise rock. Adding just this persistent effect I don't know. I think it, you could use that, but it seemed underutilized. It was just kind of there, annoying me, and distracting me from the rest of the music. For um, sure. Now, musically, the second half of that song, there there was a pretty sweet sort of fuzzed out like '90s college rock riff about halfway through. Yeah. You know, yep. pretty simple, fucking sweet college rock riff. I could, and then like maybe like thirty seconds, twenty seconds after that, you know, where he started singing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was the big bite portion of the song. But like For- the back half of that song caught my attention. Yeah. And I would have liked to hear that just that without that fucking phaser effect or flange or whatever it was, just that huge and fucking fuzzed out, right? Yeah, I agree. Um I would have liked to hear heard that. In the front half of that song, I I didn't want to hear it all because I all I heard was like all I wanted to hear was like some fucking creepy fucking transgressive shit. No, for sure, man. I mean, I think this is an instance in which the way the context in which it's presented is really responsible for for what a letdown it is. You know what I mean? Like if this yeah. had, if this had been presented totally devoid of context or with the context. Um, that was more fitting to what this actually is and represents, I probably would have some different feelings about it. But just going in with the expectation, as you already stated, for this to indeed be occult noise rock and then get something that was more just kind of fuzzed out inoffensive garage rock. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. That's that. And, and, and okay garage rock. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's, that's sort of, that's sort of what I meant by inoffensive, right? It was like, it's not horrible. Right. Um, by any stretch, but it's also not outstanding. It's just sort of inoffensive and, uh, and, and kind of limp wristed to be frank. You know what I mean? There's not a whole lot of punch in this, um, which is fine again, but in the context that it was presented, it's, uh, it's kind of disappointing. I I don't want to go in too hard on this because I, I didn't hate it. And as you pointed out, there were some endearing, um, sonic qualities in the latter half of the song for sure that I think if I, because again, too, like I want to hear it, as you mentioned, big and fuzzed out. The production on this was not great. No, um, it Man, was that whatever. I mean, what we've said before, you fucking, that's not always their fault. That's, you know, the best you can do. Right. Sh- sure. Right. Of course. What the, who the fuck was it that had that fucking iPhone recording? I mean, uh, regional justice center had an iPhone recording. That sounded yeah. 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 Great. But the other one, the other one, um, Oh, that was, uh, Fuck! What band was it? It was uh, it was a band from New York. Um, uh, her head's on fire. Her head's on fire. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that sounded amazing. Yeah. Right. For sure. For sure. So uh, so yeah, I I will I will contend that uh, anytime something sounds bad in 2020, uh, it's usually just for a lack of understanding about how to make it sound good, which could be cured with just a, a little bit more research or experimentation on your part. Um. That said, there there are two releases that have come since then. Murky Water and Ephemerality both came yeah. out this month. Right. Um, Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've been busy. You know what I mean? Murky Water is just one song, but Ephemerality is a whole a whole nother EP. 
Yeah, I see that. Um, so I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe they've come a long way in, in two and a half months. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, uh, they could have. That said, I, I do think that uh, what I just heard leaves something to be desired for sure. There's uh, there's plenty of room for improvement there. And and looking at the song lengths on Ephemerality, the shortest song on here is four minutes and 12 seconds long. The longest is eight minutes and one second long. Yeah, and it's a Joy Division cover, so... Uh, it, oh, the, the, four, the, the shortest one is, yeah, I didn't even see yeah. that. It's she's lost control by joy division. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, mm, it's off putting. It's off putting to me for sure. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I don't want to listen to seven and a half minutes of what we just fucking heard. Right. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. So, um, so like I said, I don't want to go in too hard on this band. Uh, it's, it's far from being the worst thing I've ever heard. Um, but, uh, you know, it's um, it it also isn't great. That's that's really all I can say about it. There's nothing here that that I can really latch on to. It's not something I'm going to revisit. It's not really a band that I'm interested in seeing where they go next. That's that's just where I'm at with it. Yeah, I feel that. So uh, on that note, maybe let's uh, let's wrap it up for the evening. Yeah, yeah. I wish we could take some calls. I miss hearing from our buddies. I do too. We got we got a couple in the bank. Um, well, maybe maybe uh, I'll email you some and we'll do them next week. All right. I'll just download or I'll give you, or I'll, maybe if you still got the password to log in, we can do a couple. All um, right. And uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll plan on doing calls the next episode because I think we got five or six. Uh, Is there the, any the uh, Patreons we got to mention? No new Patreons that I believe, uh, that I that I noticed. Um, well, I, I don't know if you heard, but we love cops and they're not very popular right now. So I'm right. sure that we're going to lose a bunch of Patreon subscribers. That, that's that got to, yeah, I'm sure that's what it I, is. For sure. That's what happens when you love cops like Demolition. I mean, I don't think anybody loves them more than we do. I don't think anybody <laughs> supports supports their mission more than I, more than me personally. Right? Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, if, if, if you simply just look at the history of what I've had to say publicly about police, um, songs I've written about police and uh, demonstrations that I've gone to, uh, you'll definitely see that my track record shows a, a strong affinity for the police um, and a dedication uh, to the work that they do. Um, and God bless our boys in blue. Well, I, you know what I was going to mention to you, too? I just got a sick new flag that I can fly. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, it's kind of like the Gadsden flag and the mm. blue lives matter flag together. Cause the Damn. snake is like a coiled up blue line across a wavy American flag. Wow. And so it's a wavy American flag. And then the blue stripe is actually a rattlesnake. And it says, um, don't tread on the blue men on the <laughs> snake. <laughs> Yo, I- I actually want that flag so bad. Well, I, I'm telling you, I've got one. So <laughs> I'll see if I could track down another. Don't tread on the blue, man. It's so good. <laughs> um, all right. So we'll do a, a, a little quick housekeeping here and then we'll uh, we'll sign off for the day. If, uh, if you want to become a patron, since we just mentioned it, you can go to patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. If you want to submit music to us, you can send it to demolistenpodcast at gmail.com or you can join the Facebook group and there is a thread of it, uh, of uh, band submissions on there. Just make sure that it's uh, still an active band and the release is a year or less old. Um, if you want to call us, we are we are going to get around to uh, voice messages here soon. So you can call us at 260-222-8341. 
Um, beyond that, I'll just reiterate what I said up towards the top of the episode. There are a lot of organizations right now that need funding um, that are helping with uh, with supplies, bail money, all sorts of stuff for demonstrators right now. If you have any no. money. FOP. Uh, they could use. Who, who's the F? Oh, oh, is that the Fraternal Order of Police? Yes. Right. <laughs> um, Pal, police, police athletics league. Right. They can all use your money. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, in serious, in seriousness, there are a lot of organizations that could use donations right now. And I've, I've seen a lot of bands that are doing what I'm doing as well, um, where they're doing t-shirt designs or, uh, making, making band camp proceeds all go to, uh, vari- various charitable organizations. So if you can give money to any of those, please do. If you can go out and demonstrate and you feel like you can be useful, do that. There's all sorts of shit that you can do to help out people. Uh, we made up a bunch of um, basically just water and baking soda mixture and put them in squeeze bottles to distribute to people. That helps. Uh, that keep helps you hydrated. Keep you hydrated. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, no, that helps, uh, that helps nullify the effects of the tear gas. There's a lot of stuff that you can do. Um, just get in where you fit in with this stuff. Figure out how you can be, how, how you can be of most use. Um, and if if you feel so compelled do it i would say it's a, a laudable cause if there's ever been a time to get radicalized um it's certainly the moment for it uh so on that note i guess we'll uh we'll sign out unless you have any any final thoughts nate no i'm good fuck all off. right all right so we will uh, holler at you next time thanks for listening peace <laughs>